0: It's awesome, you know, every, every morning, every Sunday, right, millions of people around the world, millions of, of individuals, women, men, children, get out of the house and, and head to, to church. And in um, some days, they just drag themselves to church, others are dragged on. Somebody just dragged them to church. But others say, you know what? I'm going to the king's home. I'm going to praise the most high. Even though i feel in this way or that way, you know, I'm going to see the king. And a lot of those people, millions, have uh, testimonies to share on that day. Right now, at this very moment, millions, literally millions, are somewhere in a pulpit or in a small group sharing about their experience with with the Most High. What has happened to them when they they cried out to the Lord? This this is going to be our... Our, our verse look my like I said my reading my English is not that great how about if you um, if we all read it right on, on three right three Well, I was supposed to, um, to read the, uh, the Matthew 14 first, but hey, it's okay. I'm not the only one technologically, technologically challenged. Blame him. <laughs> no, that, this is good. So we'll, we'll be in the same uh, area. We're going to be using... Um, that is scripture. We're going to be using uh, Matthew 14, 28 to 30, right? When Peter, uh, there you go. Yay. All right. Let's read that one too. Okay. All of us. On Three. On three. three. Thank you for making my English experience easier. Yeah, and like, like I was saying, because of that, we see in the Bible, in the Old Testament and New Testament, people crying out to the Lord. And and because because of that, like I said this morning, a lot of people are giving testimonies. And being a Latino, I have here and I've been illegal immigrant here too. Don't tell anybody, right? But I, I cracked the border in 1980, literally. And I was one of those persons that tried to cross the border four times, three times sent me back to Mexico. And then in the third time, I was really nailed down. I went to the floor and literally cried out to the Lord and said, Lord, you know, when you are between the rock and the hard place, you promise a lot of stuff. And I said, Lord, I will serve you. I will be the best of the best of the best. You know, and wow! Miraculously, I made her. made her across. <laughs> Hundreds of immigrants are having that experience, and I hear in a lot of Latin churches or, or personal experiences how God delivers them out of, you know. So, and and I find in my ministry, I encounter a lot of people that that because they at a given moment they just shout out to the Lord say God in the name of Jesus whatever the situation they're going through disappears or God gives them wisdom to get out of it or something happened you know a lot of people are in horrible sins and they cannot handle anymore and I don't know where it comes someone and just gives them the word and say Glory, Jesus loves you and somewhat and tears start coming out of their eyes and they, their life is changed right there, you know? But, um, and a bunch of, bunch of testimonies that you will hear all over the world today. If you go to Pasente, you're going to hear kids saying that they cried out to the Lord because they, they are hungry or they were hungry, and yet, 18 years ago, a mission started coming there, and it started giving food. And because of their cry, because of, they say, Lord, we're hungry, the mission was established, and today, 1,500 meals a week are giving. 5,600 meals a month. Multiply that times 12. And that's close to 70, plus 70,000 meals a year. Because they cry out. And you guys provide like around 8,000 meals a year. This church help us with funds to provide about seventy-five hundred eight thousand meals a year. Because... People were sick in the stomach because of drinking contaminated water. Seniors couldn't function, you know, they pain all the time. And because five gallons of water costs like $1.50 over there. But they cannot afford that. So they are forced to go to the river and drink contaminated water. So those people were in pain. They, were, they cry out to the Lord, and guess what? God, the Lord answered, gave us money for a water well. We dig like 200 feet down the ground, pull up water, and guess what? He also gave us a reverse osmosis system to purify water. And we donate 1,000 gallons of water every week. Because they cried out to the Lord, we're thirsty and we need clean water. The Lord responded, you know. And again, look, the sound we read, you know, this the Israelites were in the desert. You know, they were um, they were in trouble. They were distressed, right? And and the Lord, they cried out to the Lord. Can you imagine being out there along, and, and you're distressed and crying out to someone, nobody's gonna hear you, right? And why not? But the Lord, He said that the Lord sent out His word and rescued them from the grave. Can you imagine this? They were about, they were so bad, in such a bad shape, crying out in the desert, ragged, you know, just stumbling and. I can't just imagine the vouchers just waiting for someone to drop. That's how I, when he said he, he rescued them from the grave, that means they were literally about to die. And he sent his word and said, lift. And they lived. You know, and, and you know the rest of the story. He gave him manna. He gave them water out of the rock because they cried out. When they were got tired of the manna, they asked for meat, and they cried out. And they said, you know what, this menu is not good, Lord. Give us a different menu, come on, you can do this. <laughs> and, and he sent a bunch of uh, birds, right, what is it called? Those, quails. And the, he said that they ate until they didn't want no more, <laughs> you know? Yeah, look, it's the kingdom. We're here because of something. Because we hear about Jesus, because about the kingdom. But again, we come and and we don't realize that the kingdom is real. You know, this is, it is, not, this is not a fairy tale. When you got out of the house or you go out, we focus in church and we focus in the brothers. You know what? Have you thought about the kingdom? There is a special place somewhere over there where God reigns. There is a headquarters. <laughs> yeah, there is. I don't know how huge how enormous, how beautiful the castle of the, that is special place, but there is. It is not a myth, it is not a fairy tale, it is real. There is an, a heavenly army There is powerful angels and archangels. Archangels, yeah. And after, two, after archangels, there are two of us who have been named here. My God was Archangel Michael and myself, Archangel Miguel. So, look, powerful beings. And we, let me tell you this, and we think that is angel, you know what? Those are powerful beings And the word says that there are many of them that are placed to be at our service. But you have to believe that. You have to believe that you are not alone. And when you are in trouble, you have to believe that you are surrounded by a powerful angel. And and let me say this, believe it or not, you have the protection of God and when darkness comes to attack you, many times demons that want to destroy you and attack you, they cannot get to you because there is legions of angels around you. We take this kingdom thing lightly, but we belong, we belong to a kingdom. We belong to a king. We belong to someone who, is, who, who sees us as dear as the as his own eyes we are dear to him you, you are not just anybody god is looking at you and he said wow that's my precious daughter and you know what and the angels that are next to you they are just waiting for your command when you feel scared just in the name of jesus protect me give me courage we are something look we experiences we have some experiences in our in our lives that the bible says that even the angels this salvation that we have is supposed to be so joyful so cheerful so good produce something nice in the inside that even the angels feel like jealous what why, why why these people worship the most high why they are even lower than us and, and yet they choose to Praise God and cried out to His uh, to His name when they are in trouble. So this is real, boys and girls. This is real. The kingdom of God is real. It's powerful. It's mighty. And it is working for you. He's care. He cares about our well being, whether we eat, whether we drink, whether we you know. We take it lightly. look around the year 4 before christ or 4 to 6 luke 4:18 says or is implying that the poor cried out the poor were crying out the prisoners the prisoners were crying out the blind were crying out the oppressed were crying out and guess what God God heard their cry and Jesus was born huh how powerful is that Luke 4:18 says that Jesus was anointed to hear the crier, the, the one that was crying, to set the prisoners free, to the, proclaim the, the good year of the Lord. That's what he was born for, From a virgin, due to the, a crying of someone. All right? So, when, he, when Jesus is up and running and and comes from fasting and praying and talking to to God. He chooses twelve people. And his and his main concern and his main task was to train twelve guys, twelve disciples. He taught him. Can you imagine being seated in front of Jesus? You know. Today. There are a bunch of methods of teaching, and, and right now they are reviewing the education system, I think, Rav. Right? They are changing a lot of stuff, and, and even hours, I don't know if it's longer or shorter or whatever, they try to find a solution. But look, Jesus had methods that worked amazing. He, th- he taught his, his theory about um, the kingdom using parables. So many, like 40 plus parables. He sat down with the disciples to explain it to them apart, but he would talk to everybody in parables. The sower went to sow. Yeah? And the sea fell into the ground in good soil, some of it. Other fell into rocks and whatnot. And, wow, teaching about. Or. The sheep, right, when he's talking about someone who goes astray. And someone who cares, leave the 99 sheep here, gather, and goes after the one that is broken, that is hurt. He, he thought that way. It's amazing the way he was, you know, I, I imagine those people just savoring what he was talking about. Or the prodigal son, or the two sons. I don't know what you call that parable. I call it, probably erroneously, the, the prodigal son. Hmm? How to show about the love. And, and, and you know what? And that, that really touches me. That parable touches me. Because this father gives his inheritance. This kid goes away, saying, Father, I don't want you no more. Give me my part. Give my money, even though it was not his. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, and when he is eating with the pigs, and he had no more money and had no, he was in misery. In his, his inside was crying out, and he asked himself, "What would I do?" And he said, "You know what? This is what I would do. I would go and ask for forgiveness. Really." doesn't matter how low you have gone. When you cried out to the Lord for forgiveness, he forgives you. And he just doesn't forgive you. He lifts you up. He raises you up. And that kid came back home, got a, a ring in his finger and a party and a feast. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter where you are, where you go, where you've been. He's there with open arms. So that's how he taught. That's how he taught the theory. But you know what? But also, Jesus was not all about theory. He, want, he wanted his disciples to know how powerful this, this, there is in the kingdom. And he was clear. He said, I don't do this on my own accord or just for myself. I see, I see my father do this. So the, the things I do, I do it because I saw my father doing it. And I'm doing it because he wants me to do it. He would do it in the power. So he wanted to demonstrate the power. So the demonstration of the power of the kingdom, he did it through, through miracles. And his disciples observing and learning, okay? You're looking at Jesus teaching theory about the kingdom, but now he's going to put in practice what could happen if you have and live under the kingdom umbrella. You will perform miracles. So Jesus one of the first miracles, turned the water into wine. Right? The normal thing is that you plant a vine, you plant you know, and then he grows and bears fruit and all that, you get water and the process is eliminated and psh, the best wine ever. He healed, he healed the sick. And, and you know what? We think this is, we, we believe in this Bible, we believe what is written, but sometimes we believe that it's far-fetched that we can be healed for something. So, he wanted to cultivate Peter in a very special way. And he healed Peter's mother-in-law. He healed the leper who was saying, David, son of David, heal me. Crying, a leprous guy. Or a blind guy, by Timaeus, crying out. And the disciples, shh, 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 be quiet, be quiet, be quiet, don't, and when, the, when they told that man, be quiet, he would cry louder, Lord, Lord, have mercy, it pays, pays off to cry to the right person, hmm? You know, that's why when, uh, when the funds at the mission go dry, I cried out to Bob Bryden right away, and boom. You know, it happens. <laughs> okay? He healed many people from diseases. He raised the dead. And read all of, I'm not going into details, but if you think that that didn't happen, let me tell you, think again. I believe that Jesus raised, raised the dead. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He, say, he, 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 um, he raised uh, the army official's daughter from the dead. And in one instance, he would only take Peter and John and a few people to get into the room to, to raise someone from the dead. Because he wanted his disciples to have an awesome experience, and, he, and they knew how God, and you saw God in action raising people from the dead, and how. Yes, he cast out demons. You know, those mean creatures that we don't see that sometimes are tormenting people. That stuff happens. That stuff happens. Happened then, it happens now, too. But all you have to do, all you have to do when you feel a strange presence that is sort of messing you up and trying to, you know, and bringing thoughts and bringing things and pressure, yeah, and, and don't get me wrong, we blame, and you notice, I, I, you haven't, I haven't spoken about this animal, but, I don't mention the devil. I don't give him the glory of anything, anywhere. I even forget when I'm talking about it. But right now, for whatever reason, I'm saying, because it comes to, we, we blame him for everything. But no, sometimes it's our, you know what? We, we have to be accountable for our own actions too. Oh, the devil made me do this. The devil made me do that. <laughs> you know what? Not all the time. Sometimes we, we make the wrong choices. Our kids make our wrong choices. Our families make wrong choices. Our neighbors make... You know, it's not all the time we have to take responsibility. But you know what? It doesn't matter what it is that is lurking around you, trying to... You know what? Some people cannot even sleep. And sometimes they are. There are emotional problems and depression and anxiety and whatnot. Some of the things are spiritual. But it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's spiritual, whether it is physical, you have the authority to cast that thing away. In the name, but you have to believe it. You have to understand that it that's written there in that Bible. You need to believe that and say, you know what? He has given me authority. I am son of the most high. You, in the name of Jesus. Get out of my house, get out of my life, leave me alone once and forever. Bye bye, sayonara, adios. (laughs) You know, yeah. So he did a lot of miracles, and like I said, he did some a lot of them to teach his disciples that this was real. Like the first time he saw Peter in, his, in, in the job, in the, in the boat, catching fish. They caught nothing. They had been working all night, they say. And when Jesus came, he said, you know what? Throw the net to the other side. When they pull it out, he said that, that net would break because so many fish. Have you been trying to fish something? Have you been trying to catch a job? Have you been trying to, uh, I don't know. Whatever you want to catch, man. Throw the net to the, to the other side in the name of Jesus. <laughs> but you can't believe this. This is, this, is, this is 101, whatever this is. <laughs> in the name of Jesus, cry it out! You know? And, and that's what we, you know, the catching and then he, he did a bunch of miracles. He fed the 5,000. And that's where we led to, the other, to this verse right here, right? They, he wanted the disciples to see what he was capable of doing and what God's capable of doing. So they had the confidence, all right? And they, and they knew the nature of Jesus. They, they knew the power, right? So they fed 5,000. And Jesus said to the, to the disciples, go on. Go into the boat. I meet you on the other side. And they went onto the boat. And Jesus, what did you, and Jesus went to where? The to the mountain. To do what? Pray. Pray. He went to mountain to pray. You know what? Your kids have to see you going to your room to pray. Not only when there is trouble. Your family needs to know that you, Jesus wants them to know and it's only not only one. Once, he went up to the mountain. He took time to, to talk to himself, to God. And many times he also brought them with him. But there is time when you need to spend with God. Whether it's two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, whatever. You know what? But you need to spend that time with your God. I've seen my father make two, three minutes prayers through my whole life. He's eighty-seven, right now. And he always gets up in the morning in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit, Lord. I put this day in front of you, and so on and so forth. And he puts his life every day. And he does that at night time too. And you know one thing he would say, he would say always, with God. I go to sleep, and with God, I will wake up the next morning. I saw my dad doing that through my whole life. And in hard times, he would cry out to the Lord. And my dad has had a very, very, really, really good, healthy, he's 87, he's still moving around very well, you know, better than me, I think. I, I just got bunny on surgery. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought that was easy man, and I'm like, you know, it's this mean. They break your bone and uh, straighten it out and scrape something and <laughs> One foot September seventeen and the other one uh, um, November or something. And I'm still hurting. Anyways, but it's getting better. You know, I'm, I'm saying I, every morning, I go, in the name of Jesus, oh, I can do this. Oh, yeah, I can do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'll be fine. All right. So, but, <sighs> I know a lady in Teupacente. 36 years ago, in 1980, someone came to knock at his door, at her door. Her name is Maria, and this guy comes with bad news. He say, "Doña Maria, Doña Maria, open the door. Night time." She opens the door, and they say, "We have bad news." His son, were, her son was uh, around nineteen, I think nineteen twenty. In nineteen eighty, Doña Maria, your son. A car hit the car he was driving in. A huge truck had had hit in a small car. Three people died right there immediately. The car, the small car got crushed. And he was telling Doña Maria this in details. And your son was in the front seat, and to pull him out, One big truck had to pull from the front and the other one from the back of the truck so to to pull it out, to set him free. They took him to the hospital, but they said, you know what, it's no chance to live. Go tell this family or these people to come because it's only a matter of hours that this young man is going to die. And this guy is literally telling Doña Maria all this in the door, right there. When fifth finished, Doña Maria look at this guy like straight in the eyes, and she says, you done? One minute, wait for me. She goes into her room, and she kneels down. She raises her hands up in heaven, This is her testimony. And cried out to the Lord. Said, Lord, my son is not going to die without knowing you. Giving life. If he pleases you, if he pleases you, extended his life many more years. But if not, just giving consciousness. Consciousness so he can accept Jesus as his Savior. And guess what? She pulls herself together, boom, boom, boom. Clothes and shoes and let's go. My son is going to be alive. Three days later, that son woke up. Three days later in the hospital. Woke up. Alive. And three months, three months later, okay. remember, three days, was unconscious. Three months later, he's released. Took him three months in the hospital to recuperate. But thanks to a mother that cried out to the Lord and said, you know, give him life. Miguel Hiron, me, is standing right in front of your eyes telling you that the Mother that cries out to the Lord saves his son no matter how deep he goes. I am a living testimony of God answering a cry saying, God, save me. God, save my son. I am that young man. So, we all need to learn how to cry out to the Lord. You know? We need to learn to cry out. Because, let me tell you, life, this is just the, we're passing through. And you know what? I pray that you never have serious pains or horrible things. But you know what? Learn it. Master it. Master how to cry out to him. Be prepared. Because just in case it comes, you might live 80, 90, who knows? And in all those years, you know what? Darkness might want to come to your life. Depression, anxiety, or problems, or troubles. But you know what? But if you get ready now, if you prepare now to stand firm with the use of the word, with the use of prayer, let me tell you, all that stuff might not touch your house, might not touch you. But if it touches you, you can cry out and be confident that that Lord that saved you will deliver you for whatever it comes to you. And you know what? If you extend in that word, no weapon will prevail against you. No weapon will destroy you. You know why? Because you will be there no matter how dark the night is, no matter how bad the situation is, no matter how many enemies rise up to devour you. You will be on your knees sometimes, or you will be with your face on the floor. Because you learned that crying out to the Lord pays off. You know crying out to the Lord, he will save you. He will deliver you. He will cast out whatever it is that is bothering you. He will take it away. He will make it disappear. And you will rise up from that floor stronger and victorious because you cried to the Savior. Learn to cry. Learn the word. Learn that verse that says I can do all things in Christ who has strengthened me. Learn to do that. Life brings pains, sorrows, struggles, storms, strong storms. But you know what? Peter was in the middle of a strong storm. The, the ship, the, 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 uh, the boat, right? He was probably about to sink, but you know what? In the middle of that, he he didn't lose sight. Jesus knew that we were about to perish, or they were going through that. So Jesus came to them walking on water. And Peter, in the midst of that storm, says, Lord, if it is you, allow me to walk on water. Why, why, did, why Peter would say that? Why would he? Because he has seen Jesus. He has seen Jesus raise the dead. He has seen it. And there was no dead in his boat yet. He has seen feeding the hungry, and there were no hungry people in his boat. He has seen Jesus casting out demons, and, and there were no demons there. So he says, you know what? I have to try. I have to test this thing. If it is Jesus... He will do the impossible, right? Let me tell you, your, your God will do the impossible. Oh, he said, you know, I know what Jesus can do. If you're Jesus, pass me, and I will walk on the water. And Jesus said, come. You know why? Because in the middle of a storm, in the midst of the storm, in the midst of your financial circumstances, will be people that will even come to take whatever you have. In the midst of your problems and your storms, whatever, will come different things that were going to distract you and make you fall into traps and whatnot. There, you need to know who is calling you. There, you need wisdom to know which direction you're going. And you want to make sure you go in the direction of Jesus. And Peter wanted to know, he wanted to go in the direction of Jesus. And the only way to know was to ask him to do the impossible. So Jesus said, come. And guess what? Peter started walking on water. When he took his eyes off Jesus, he started sinking. He doubted, right? But you know what? When he cried out, even he doubted, Jesus grabbed him and lifted him up. there are times, hard times, when we're going to doubt, when we're going to have second-guessings, and you know what? Doubt not. Jesus is there to save you. Jesus is there. So what do you you need to cry out for? Just close close your eyes for one minute. Everybody, one minute. And think, and think right now, what would you like to cry out for? Is <sighs> someone sick? Is someone with no job? Is someone with a, needs a better job? Just think. Is sickness is what it is. What is it? What is it you need? You need to cry for. Maybe you haven't cried out with that faith. Maybe you need to cry out for the Holy Spirit. Have you ever cried out for the Holy Spirit who is the helper? Maybe you run alone because you don't cry out. Cast out that loneliness. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and comfort you. Ask the Holy Spirit to come and console you. Ask the Holy Spirit and come. And inhabits within you and nurtures you and give you peace. It makes you feel good. You don't have the Holy Spirit. Many of you don't have the Holy Spirit giving you joy and peace because because you don't ask for it. You don't cry out for it. The Bible says that, that you don't have the Holy Spirit because you don't ask for it. Ask for it because the Holy Spirit is your comforter, is your guide. You know what? Cry out. Whatever your problem is, whatever your situation is, cry it out to the Lord. And you know what? And I'm going to stop right here before you guys cry it out and say enough. <laughs> there you have it. I have no more. But I want to ask you something. Grab your hands. Let's, let's, let's all, because you know what? I have something for crying out, but, but to be honest with you, I, I, I don't want to cry it out so you guys hear me out. So I am going to go undercover. Huh? So why don't we all? Because there are people here that are go, going through situations, okay? Just hold hands, hold hands. Come on, get closer, don't be shy. And you're going to cry it out for your neighbor. Hold your hands. And you know what? I want to cry it out with you. I want to cry it out with you. Mm-hmm. Come on. Me and her speak Russian. Oh, you speak Russian? Yeah, we awesome. do. What do. you do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. We can speak English, though, so, so you'll oh, you understand us. All right. <laughs> Listen, don't be selfish this morning. Cry it out for your neighbor's problem. All right? Cry you know, and someone else is going to cry it out for yours. But mean it before God. Ask before God from the bottom of your heart for your neighbors, for your, whoever you have the hands, hold on. <laughs> Lord, in the name of Jesus, save my sisters whose hand I'm holding. We cried out to you. I cried out to you on their behalf. Whatever their situation, whatever issues, whatever problems, I cried out for them, for health, for joy, for the Holy Spirit. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I cried out for everyone in this room. We cried out, Lord, for financial problems, sickness, depression, anxiety, no jobs, better jobs. We cried out to you, Lord, for prosperity, for your oasis. I cried out, Lord, for Pastor Dennis and his family. I cried out for the elderly, Lord. For the elders of this church. I cried out for the seniors, for the children. Giving protection, Lord. At this very moment, Lord, I cried out for the Holy Spirit to move in this room in the name of Jesus. Touch someone. Someone who needs to be comforted right now, Lord. Just move, Holy Spirit, move, Holy Spirit, move. Bring peace. Bring joy. Hug some one Holy Spirit right now. Hug my two sisters right now, Lord. Hug my two sisters, Holy Spirit. Oh Jesus. Save us, Jesus. We cried out to you. Almighty God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. All you need to do is say the word. Say the word and it's done. In Jesus' name. Amen. There you have it. That's it.